You're listening to episode number 95 of the Helping of Happiness podcast. Today, we are talking about friendship with it being Valentine's Week, kind of a little Galentine's Day theme. We've got Emily Schofield from the Backyard Adventurers on as a returning guest. We enjoyed hearing from her in episode number 70 when she talked about finding adventures in our backyard. So the link will be in the show notes to that if you missed that episode. She's fantastic. So let's get started. Hi, you're listening to Helping of Happiness. I'm your host, Hilary Hess, a crazy mom of seven kids who loves to eat and love to travel. Mom life can be exhausting, hectic, and scary at times. So let's take this journey together. We can love, we can learn, we can laugh, we can cry, and we can become better friends while we're at it. So before we get started with Emily, I really wanted to share this little story that I heard at my church on Sunday. One of my friends was the, was one of the, did part of the sermon and she told this really cute little Valentine's Day story. It wasn't something that I had originally planned on putting in this podcast, but after she read it, I just felt so strongly that I wanted to put this in because it's a really sweet, simple little story. So she has a little Valentine's book collection that she pulls out every year. And this book that she was reading to us is called Somebody Loves You, Mr. Hatch. And you may have read this before. I hadn't read this before. I cannot wait to get it. But it says, the story begins with Mr. Hatch, a lonely, sad shoelace factory worker who sticks to the same schedule each day and never talks to anyone. One Saturday, the postman, Mr. Goober, delivers a surprise package with a heart-shaped, chocolate-filled box inside, along with a little white card that flutters to the ground. The note says, Somebody loves you. Mr. Hatch is astonished. Now who would send this to me? He had no friends. His puzzlement turns to excitement, and for the first time ever, he laughs, dances, and claps his hand. This gesture changes Hatch's life. After that, he practices a little self-care. He chats with his co-workers at lunch, and he shares his chocolates. He serves his neighbor with warm brownies and a backyard picnic, and more. Well, weeks later, the postman returns. Mr. Goober apologetically explains that he made a mistake when he delivered the Valentine's package, and his supervisor is angry. Mr. Hatch fetches the box and returns it. As the postman is walking away, Mr. Hatch calls out, Mr. Goober, I forgot something, and hands him a white card that says somebody loves you. The next day, Mr. Hatch resumes his former monotonous life, not engaging with anyone. His co-workers and neighbors quickly notice Hatch's change in behavior. They learn from Mr. Goober what happened and come up with a plan. The following Saturday morning, Mr. Hatch walks out to his porch to clean and is surprised to see his porch decorated with hearts, streamers, boxes of candy, and his front yard filled with his friends holding a banner that says, Everybody loves Mr. Hatch. I love that book so much. I've got to get it. I just think that story is the sweetest and such a great introduction leading into our talk about friendship and what friendship really means and how friendship really is about us loving one another and supporting one another when we're down or when we're struggling or we don't think that we're good enough. One reason I invited Emily Schofield onto the podcast today is because I've seen her jump into friendship so well. She is such an example to me of making the best of wherever you live, and I thought she would be really fantastic. So she has 
originally is from Idaho. She's moved to Louisiana and South Texas and has just had to start fresh several times as a mom. And this our conversation that we're having together is a little bit more about mom friends than it is about when, you know, like our children's friends. I hope you enjoy this. I asked her to just jump right in. So you'll kind of hear me do a quick little intro and then she's just going to take it. So I hope you enjoy this conversation and I really hope that you'll join us over on our new Facebook group called Helping of Happiness Friends where we can get into more discussion about this topic of friendship and all kinds of topics that have to do with family life. Hey Emily, how are you? I am so excited to be back on the podcast, and I am so excited to be friends with you, Hillary. So this is such a fun topic that we get to talk about. I am, I'm Emily, like you said, and I run an Instagram feed and a website called The Backyard Adventures, and our motto is to inspire families to create magical memories right in your own backyard. And I, we live here in South Texas, and so we definitely are adventuring here in this backyard, but since I was on the podcast last, I've actually um, started to kind of create a community of families and a community of women that love to share how they adventure in their various own backyards. So we've had guest posts from all over the place, from Alaska to Northern Texas to all sorts of places, <laughs> and it's been so fun to see how other families are choosing to adventure right in their own backyard. And I love the community that it is starting to create. I also am a contributor um, for the Corpus Christi Moms blog, which has been an excellent platform and avenue to share a lot of other things that I'm passionate about with other moms, just like you and me. Awesome. I love it. I'm a huge, huge fan. And I was so honored to be able to contribute on my feelings about all my fun things to do in Dallas. So that was really, really fun. So, okay. So as we're getting in here, I just want our audience to know this is kind of a fun relationship that we have because we haven't ever actually met in person. And this is something that I never really thought you could develop good friendships just online. Like before I really started blogging and podcasting and doing things like that, I always thought you can't have a real relationship with somebody online. You know, you have to be knowing them face to face, but we, I've had so much fun going back and forth with you. And of course we've done some podcasts together. So we've had some FaceTime, even if it's virtual FaceTime, but I just think that as we're talking today, I would love to talk about all different kinds of friendships across the spectrum that we have. Yes. You talked about moving that I think can be one of the hard, one of the really hard times because you're in a new place. Generally, you're usually away from friends. Sometimes you're away from family or sometimes you're near family and the family drama and you just need a friend to talk to. Absolutely. What are your, what are your tips? Cause you've done a lot of moving lately, really, right? You've been in Louisiana, mm -hmm. you've been in Texas and you're from mm -hmm. Idaho. So very yeah. big moves. So <laughs> yes. what have been your best things when to make friends when you've been doing your moves? What has been kind of your, your way of the things that have worked and maybe the things that haven't worked? Okay. Has it so always worked? Have you always <laughs> jumped right in? <laughs> so I do want to put a little disclaimer. I think before I got married, 
I thought once you find your spouse who is your best friend, then you never have to make any more friends ever, mm-hmm. which is totally not true. I mean, my spouse is my best friend. He is the first person that I talk to about things. He is the person whose advice and opinion I value the most when I'm faced with a decision or a problem in my life. But women still need women. Like you still need your group of girlfriends that you can, mostly because I don't, most husbands are probably this way, but my husband is like a fix it all personality. And sometimes I'm like, no, you can't fix it. Or I don't need you to fix it. I just need you to listen to me. And so sometimes that's where your girlfriends come in. Um, That being said, as I have moved to all of these locations, every move has brought an opportunity for my husband and I to grow closer um, before I branch out and make my new girlfriends. But when you move somewhere new, you do have to kind of start over. Um, So something that, I would say does not work is sitting around and waiting for the invitations. I would love to think that everywhere you move, um, whether it be a church group or a school group or a community group, that they would just rally around you and welcome you in. But that doesn't always happen. And so if you sit around and wait for the invitations to roll in, you have the potential of being really disappointed and really lonely. Um, So the best advice I have is to just put yourself out there. And it's really scary and it's really hard sometimes, but if you just put yourself out there, then, then people are like, oh, you know, she's friendly and she wants to make friends. And those true friendships, they don't happen overnight. But at least the networking and the opportunity to develop a friendship can present itself more frequently. So um, my friends actually make fun of me for this. But when we moved into our ward here, um, which is our, your, our, con- where your our congregation, meets. congregation yeah. here, I, um, I walked up to several women who appeared to have children around the same age as me. And I said, I'm Emily and I love making friends and I love going to play groups and I love going to splash pads and I just put it all out there. Like, <laughs> I love it. Like, these are the things that I love. And I think they were really taken aback. Like, who is this girl? But then I knew that I had done my part. Like I had, I had embraced where we were and I had just, just started the conversation. Mm-hmm. And then there isn't that whole like, oh, but what if they don't like doing that? Or because I just put it all out there. Like, I mm-hmm. love doing all of these things. So, um, and that doesn't mean that it's always easy from there on out, but you sometimes have to be the instigator. You sometimes have to be the one that initiates the invitations, and that's okay. Um, another thing would be that if you are new to a place or not new to a place, if you're invited to do something, don't turn down the invitation. Um, even if you follow like a really strict morning schedule at home with your baby, if someone invites you to a 10 o'clock play date and you've just been complaining that you don't have any friends, 
you maybe need to be a little bit flexible and, and recognize like, I'm never going to make friends if I never leave the house at, you know, at this time. And so it sometimes takes some, you know, adjusting, but then after like a couple of times, if you feel comfortable with that person, you can say, you know, my baby doesn't wake up from their nap until 11 o'clock. Is there any way that we could hang out after or, um, but it might take adjusting a few couple of times, or you can say, um, you know, we're busy at, at that time or my baby's asleep at that time, but do you want to come over here? Because I would certainly love to visit with you while the baby is napping. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. I like what you were saying when you were, I mean, this is kind of going back a little bit, kind of rewinding oh, back fine. to where you were. I didn't want to interrupt you and have you lose your train of thought, but that's another thing about friendship, right? We're listening and not just thinking about what we're going to say next. Yeah, which is <laughs> such a hard tool. <laughs> it's really hard for me. I am a biggest interrupter, but I, I just never really thought about making friends as a mom. I just never, that was never something that I thought that as a mom, you need friends. You have your husband, you're busy raising your kids. That wasn't ever something that I thought about needing to, con I mean, not that I didn't want to, but I just hadn't ever really thought about it. Right. But I mean, when your husband's working all day long and you're going through these new experiences, I, I felt like when we, cause we lived in California for seven years before we moved here to Texas and we've been in Texas for almost 12 years. It's been a long time, but those years in California were really where I kind of learned from my mom friends on the kind of mom that I wanted to be. And I, I really, if I hadn't been going and putting myself out there to kind of get things going, like, you know, I really would try to be the one instigating the play groups or making sure everyone came to book club once a month or come to our church activities. I don't think that I would have had those kinds of I wouldn't have had those learning opportunities and learned watching all these other moms parent and saying, okay, I want to parent like that mom. I like how she does that. That one over there isn't really my style, but I really can see how that works for her and her family, you know? And that, that has been such a really important thing for me. You know, how did you potty train your kids? How did you, you know, all these, how did you, how did you, how did you's? And then I don't know, you just, as you teach each other and learn from each other, you, you know, it's, it's, I think the hanging out, you know, is a good thing, but I think that's just kind of on the surface, right? That's just the beginning. That's kind of that first step, you know, and you're maybe not even going to an activity that you enjoy that much, but you've got to start somewhere, you know, and then you can start inviting them in to do things that you maybe enjoy a little bit more. Not that it like, I'm not saying go to some inappropriate activity or something, I'm not saying something that you feel totally out of your comfort zone, but you know, maybe they're going to do something that like a hike or something, and you're just not much of an outdoorsy person, you know, you can go once or twice to something like that anyway. But, um, I just think that there's so many different levels of friendship, like so when we were talking about this and kind of outlining, I kept the, the movie fried green tomatoes kept coming to my head. Have you seen that movie? Like, I haven't. Oh my gosh. Okay. So let me just give you kind of like a little summary. Cause it'll, they have so many different levels of friendships in that movie. So it starts out with this lady that's like going through like a midlife crisis. She's going through menopause. Her relationship with her husband is kind of on the rocks. She is just a doormat. She feels horrible about herself. And she happens to be at a nursing home where they're visiting her mother-in-law. 
and her mother-in-law is just super mean to her and like oh like she'll bring flowers and she's throwing the flowers at her and chasing her out the nursing you know nursing room door so she ends up in the hallway just kind of eating her candy she's got you know kind of a you know issues with how she feels physically like she feels like she's happy with her weight and so but she's always eating like some kind of chocolate or like popcorn or you know you could just see her like eating in the hall and this other old lady just comes up to her and says oh you've come you know you you've come here oh i'm so glad you came to see me and they start up this really casual friendship and they build it little by little as this older lady is telling this lady going through this crisis about different stories of her life and then you see you know it flashes back to the stories of this lady's life and it's all about the friendship that she had with this girl named Ruth and how they serve each other and they love each other and they drive each other crazy but they're always there for each other type of a thing through their lives and you know it goes on and on and on about that but through these conversations that these women have the old lady like takes the candy away and tells her to go eat healthy and the lady does and she you know starts jumping on her little trampoline in the house and she's taking on home projects and she just really blossoms into this person that is more self-confident and there's lots of funny things through it too but I just love that it shows how just something as simple as talking to and it doesn't even have to be somebody of your same age like these are we're all women. Like it can go across the years. You know, I've had really dear, dear friends that have been way older than me and younger than me. And we just all need each other for different things. And that, you know, that the, the old lady maybe needed that other friend that she was telling stories about with for certain aspects in her life, but she needed this current friend to not be so lonely because her husband had passed away. And, you know, she loved that companionship. So anyway, in a nutshell, that's kind of the movie, but I just, it has so many good layers of friendship that that's what I kept thinking about. So I, I'm going to have to go watch that movie because I do believe that we have certain friends in our life that fill certain needs. I also feel like as our relationships grow, we, how do I want to say this? As our relationships grow, we definitely recognize those needs in the, in the people that we interact with as well. So I might have certain friends that if I just need like a really good laugh, mm -hmm. I know that they're who I'm going to call. But if I need a friend who is going to just sit and listen and cry with me, like I have friends that are like that. On a more like less serious side, I joke all the time that I don't have any talents and I just surround myself with people who have the talents that I wish I had. So I have my piano playing friend that can fulfill any of my needs if I need someone to play the piano. I have my crocheting friend who is able to crochet any hat for my babies that I need because I don't know how to crochet. And I have my quilting friend and I have my baking friend and my vinyl lettering and all these people that I just surround myself with that are able to, you know, help me in those different areas of service. And when I joke about that, they're always like, no, like you do this and you do this. And I'm like, I don't see any of that, but I just appreciate that my friends are so talented. <laughs> well, and I think there is something to that, right? I mean, I think I, for me, 
part of it ends up that my kids are a big, across such a big spectrum, right? From age two to 18, mm -hmm. I have different friends that have different kids, different ages and stages. And sometimes it's really fun to go, let's go hang out at the park with the little ones while the big kids are at school. So th that's going to be a different group of friends than my friends that I'm hanging out, going to grad parties with for my older daughter, right? It's just, but it's not like I love one friend more than the other. We just are going through different things and bond on different levels. Correct. Correct. And I think um, another thing that I had thought about was that when we make friends, when we're starting to make friends, whether you move to a new place or you have the opportunity to make new friends in a new environment, it's a lot like when you started dating your spouse. So you, um, you kind of get to know them on a surface level, like you learn their name and maybe like the ages of their kids. And a lot of times, just having kids around the same age may be the first thing that you have in common. Um, and that's enough of an in with someone that you can now invite them to come to the pool or to meet you at the park or to meet you at the splash pad. Like that's just enough of a little segue into like, hey, let's get to know each other a little bit more. And then as you get to know them, you can kind of decide what level of friend they might become. Like if, all you have in common is that your kids are the same age. They might be just like your PTO and your school friends. And that's okay. Like you don't have to share your whole life story with everyone. But as you get to know someone and as you share more about each other, you may realize that this is like our true soul friend. And I talk about that all the time with friends and acquaintances that, you know, you can be friendly with someone forever but they become like a true friend when you equally share parts of your heart with them. So you can, you can be at the splash pad for two hours with another woman who has children around the same age of you as you and have a wonderful time, but not really talk about anything, but you can um, start to open yourself up and give, you know, little pieces of your heart. And then pretty soon they can become a, a true friend. Well, and I think another way that I've really made true friends has been through service, kind of on the giving and on the receiving. Um, I had this one friend where, you know, we were friends from church, but we weren't that close. And I just always kind of thought, I mean, I love this lady. I respect her, but she's not one of my people. Like, we're just never going to be close. <clears throat> And she, she just is always like kind of a little cold on the surface, you know, I mean, not, not like cold, but just, you know, it just seemed like there, there wasn't ever going to be any way that we had much of a connection, but then I had an opportunity to serve her kind of in a, in a moment when she didn't think that anybody else was really going to come to the aid. And all of a sudden she opened up and I was like, oh my goodness, this woman has got a beautiful soul. I love her. We can share. And we've become the closest of friends through the years because she let me in and I was able to help and it was great. Another friend, I was thinking another time I had first moved to Texas and I didn't know anybody. I was like four or five months pregnant and I, I knew one person. And so my one friend was going to be the one that took the kids while I had the baby, right? Well, of course they get pink eye. And I've told this story on the podcast before. This is my friend, Tony, that was on the podcast. She's got the seven kids and triplets. And anyway, she, she, she was on, she was on ways back. I'll hook up to that. But 
but she had just had me over one time for like lunch with like a couple other moms when we had first moved here and said, if there's anything you ever need, when you have your baby, call me, which normally I would never call anybody like that. But I was on my way to the hospital and I knew the one soul I knew <laughs> all these sick kids. And I did not want to get my kids sick when we were having a brand new baby in the house and everything. So I called her and she was pregnant too. And she already had six kids and she took my three kids in and just loved on them for like two full days. My son ended up throwing up at her house. Like, I mean, she was like superwoman to just take care of all of that. And of course she didn't tell me that until after she gave the kids back once I was out of the hospital. But, and we just became the best of friends after that experience. Cause I just was so grateful for her. And she just took me under her wing really after, you know, not really knowing anyone. So I think that those moments of service can be your way to connect the fastest and the easiest and the most natural. Cause I think sometimes it's like, how do you just open up your heart? Well, you know, you see that they're sick, go bring them a meal, go bring them a balloon. If you're not feeling like you're a cook, you know, it's, it's Valentine's day, leave them a little balloon from the dollar store with a little box of candy hearts and say, thank you for your friendship. I mean, it can't, it's just, it's like little tiny things that kind of thing can really add up in the long term. I love that. Speaking of service, uh, someone told me this many years ago and I loved it and I've tried to keep doing it and it has helped me feel like I can reciprocate friendship a lot better. So when a friend tells you something big that's coming up or something that even passed that was a big deal in their family, make a little note of it so that you can try to follow up and remember to follow up because I always have really good intentions and then I forget. And then I feel terrible when a few days have passed and I haven't followed up on it. So for example, one of my best friends lost a baby several years ago. And I will never forget that this baby was born in December, but it, it means so much more if you actually remember him on the day that he yeah. was born. Yeah. And so I have his birthday in my calendar and it pops up every year on that day to remind me to reach out to this very good friend of mine on his birthday or to send a note that will arrive on his birthday or to send flowers that will arrive on his birthday. And he, this was about four years ago, I think now that he passed away. And I, I don't want to sound like I'm like the best friend in the whole world, but I love that I'm able to remember him on that day as well and be able to reach out to my friend on that day. And she asked me a couple of weeks ago, she said, how do you always remember? Because a lot of people will reach out to her, you know, after she posts something on Facebook or they'll reach out to her just in the month of December. Yeah. And I, I told her my secret. I said, well, I actually have it in my calendar so that I can remember on that day. And she said, she said, it just means, it just means so much more when it happens on that day. Mm -hmm. Um, and not even big things like that. Sometimes I will, um, 
if I'm worried that I'm going to forget that they have a test in school coming up, or if I'm worried that I'm going to forget that they told me their husband's going out of town for a week, I should probably like take them a meal randomly. I'll put it as a reminder in my phone so that I can be a better friend. Yes. Oh, it makes total sense. My life is like ruled by my calendar. And if it's not on my calendar, there's just so much else going on in my brain that I just don't remember all the time. Sometimes I do, but a lot of the times I don't. And I know that if I write it in my calendar, then I don't have to keep it in my, the front of my mind. And so it's one less thing to be, to be cluttered in. I love that so much. No, I have a friend like that too, where I, I had to put it on my calendar because I could never remember the exact date when her mother passed away. And so I really try hard to, because it was kind of a tragic I mean, it's always tragic, but it was a very sudden, scary thing. And so I, I always want it to, because I know that she still has a lot of pain towards that and it's been years, but I think that that really helps our friendship a lot that she knows that I do care about her and I am thinking about her on days when I know it's going to be the hardest. So, okay. So I love how you said seeking people out, um, putting, so we talked about putting yourself in new situations, like at least for me, the best place that I've had to make friends probably when I've been moving is to really attend the women's group at my church. That has been the best place for me to really make friends. Um, another place for me that feels kind of natural to just get conversations going is volunteering places. So whether that's at the school or whether that is with the church group or, you know, where wherever you can find an opportunity to do that, there's lots of really great service websites like um, justserve.org has lists of different service projects that you can do for different people. That's a great place to meet people. But I think just throwing yourself into those situations when you're working side by side with somebody, conversation comes a lot more naturally and it's not quite so forced and hard. And I don't know, you just don't feel quite as on the spot as having to invite someone into your home or something. Right. Um, I also think as far as being moms and making friends go, it's super easy to, you know, gather at the park, gather somewhere with your friends and visit, but you are distracted by keeping track of your children. Mm -hmm. So one thing that I love to do is if you have a group of friends, you know, have a set day that you get together to hang out in the evenings without your kids. So whether that's for a book club or for a My Favorite Things swap, or maybe you go out to dinner once a month, whatever works for your your group of women. When I lived in Baton Rouge, evenings were when everyone was most available. And our husbands were all super great about making sure that we got together every month for book club. And it was just a set thing. It just happened. It was very organic. We had women from all different age groups and we loved it. And then when I moved to, to this town, um, I tried to start a book club and it just didn't take off. And I finally, you know, asked, you know, why, why do you guys feel like you can't come? And they were like, evenings are just not good for us. And I was like, oh, well, if that's the issue, then that's an easy fix. And so we started doing book club at, at 10 o'clock in the morning um, on a weekday and lots more people were able to come. And so just be flexible in figuring out how groups of women can, can get together. Yeah. I, I like also that. think if you're new to an area, 
um, and you're, you're missing things that you used to do with your friends in your old place, start doing those things here in your new place. So I loved to do book club with my group of friends. And even though I missed my group of friends, I realized what I missed even more was a chance to get out of the house mm -hmm. and a chance to converse about really interesting topics. And so I started a book club. Um, you might, you know, miss certain aspects of your friendships with friends in your old place. And so instigate those, those activities in your new place. And pretty soon they will feel as organic as they did in your old place. And don't be afraid of trying new things either. Um, because you might be surprised the group of women that I'm now really good friends with from the Corpus Christi moms blog are very different than the women that I used to be friends with in Baton Rouge. And they introduced me to new topics and new thought processes. And it has just really filled my soul to get to know a, a different group of women that come from a different background of life. I so don't be afraid to try new things either. Okay, so what about let's talk about healthy friendships, right? Cause I yeah. think sometimes, and I feel like I kind of got into this in the last couple of years and I had to kind of find my way out. I realized that I really probably enjoyed the friends that I was hanging out with on a different level than they enjoyed me, or at least it just felt that way. You know, I felt like maybe they were doing a little bit more together and I wasn't always getting invited. You just had kind of the left out, the left out feeling, right? Yes. So what do you do? <laughs> okay. So actually I called my best friend from Baton Rouge yesterday just to kind of walk through some of our thoughts on this before I met with you today. And this friend, she's one of my dearest friends and we still stay in touch um, even though we've moved away. And we talked about that yesterday because even though she is my one of my best friends, she also has a group of girls, of women, that she hangs out with that are completely different from me. Mm -hmm. And when we were first friends, it really bothered me. Like, why isn't she inviting me? Like, I'm seeing it on Instagram, I'm seeing it on Facebook that they're hanging out and they're doing this thing um, that they have always done, like once a month or something. I don't, and why am I not getting invited? And it really hurt my feelings for a really long time. And then when it came down to it, I was like, but her and I are doing our group, our things, and they're doing their things. And it's okay to have separate groups of friends. Mm -hmm. It is also okay to invite just one mom friend to the splash pad every once in a while, if you want to connect with them on a closer level. Um, it's also okay to send out a group text to 20 moms to meet you at the splash pad. But if your soul, if your heart is heavy and you need to just visit with someone, it's okay to just invite one person to do one thing or two people when your heart needs that. But if you're just in a fun mood and you just want to like get the kids together, then there, like there's a time and a place for that. What I learned is that just because she was having this group of friends that, you know, they'd been together for a really long time and they kind of had these traditions that they love to do. 
That didn't mean that she didn't love me or that she didn't want to be my friend. And when it came down to it, they were getting together to watch The Bachelor, which <laughs> I had never watched before. I have no desire to watch it. That's not my cup of tea. So even if she had invited me, I don't think I would have gone because it wasn't my, it wasn't something I was interested in. And so once I decided to like not be offended by it, then our friendship was able to blossom and to grow and to deepen in other ways because I was able to recognize like, it's okay that she does that with those group of people and it's okay that she does this with me and, and that's okay. So I don't know, other people might not feel that way, but I feel like it is okay to have your friends that sometimes you need to be like in an intimate conversation with them. And sometimes it's okay to hang out with like a large group. However, if you feel like you are offering more to a friendship consistently and they are not reciprocating it back, it is okay to protect your heart and to take a step back. And if you take a step back and the invitation cease, then, then it's okay. Then, then you know that your heart needs to pour more effort into other areas. Um, but if you take a step back and then they reach out to you, then they might realize like, oh my goodness, we totally like forgot to include Emily on that group thread. And we totally didn't mean to. It was just a, you know, because we're all, we all have, we're all forgetful sometimes. So I don't know, just, um, just feel it out. And if, if it's a consistent, like you're pouring more into it than them, then it's okay to step away. Even if that hurts a little bit. I love that. That like sums up so much of what I have gone through in the last couple of years. Almost oh, exactly. Yeah. Yes. No, I, I, I just love that you, the way that you put that was just perfect because you don't want to be a doormat. You don't want to be needy. You know, you, you want to have a good give and take with a friend, right? And sometimes that does come outside of that group of friends that maybe isn't your jam as much as maybe you want to be part of that jam or you think you do. Like you said with The Bachelor, if you don't like The Bachelor, why would you want to go join that fun anyway? I mean, unless you really don't care that you're watching that and you just want to be with the girl. That's different if you would go, even if you didn't like it. But no, I really love that so much. I think that that is great. Not that there's anything wrong with groups of women going to watch The Bachelor. That's totally fine. I actually have a group of friends that loves to go ahead and do that. And yes, they, absolutely. They have a really that fun was just, time. it was just, oh no, but I think that that's, no, I love that. I think that's perfect. So yeah, no, I really love that so much. So, and, and I think, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I think, um, if they post something on Instagram or if they post something on Facebook that they're all together doing that, don't be high school about it. Like don't get all offended. Um, because I fell into that trap before. I mean, this, my friend and I, we were together just the day before, like at the zoo, having a wonderful time. And then I saw that pop up, like that they were all together watching The Bachelor. And I'm like, that's so weird. I thought we were really good friends. And then I'm like, I'm like, but what's the big deal? Like her and I were together just yesterday having a wonderful, beautiful time um, with our kids and with each other. And so just be sensitive. Also, I think sometimes we don't realize the dynamics of that other relationship either. Mm -hmm. um, 
And it's because they look like they're all like hunky dory having a great time. You don't know if they might be having the same left out feelings or struggles in those relationships or whatever it is. Yeah. So don't like, don't let your fear of missing out your FOMO um, Mm -hmm. hinder the friendship that you already have with someone. And because there may be a time that you want to just invite that one friend to do something. And so you don't want the tables to be turned. Like you want to recognize that people can be friends with everyone and they might just be hanging out with one person at one time and that's okay too. Yeah. I love that. Love that so much. We're coming, we're getting kind of down here, I think to some good stuff that we've talked about, but I also wanted to say sometimes asking for help is a good way to make a friendship too. I mean, not that you want to be asking and asking and asking, but like in the situation that I was in when I was going to the hospital in labor, having a baby, me asking for that help just kind of opened the door for my friend to be able to come into my life a little bit. And I think also on the flip side, offering to help in those situations and, you know, always being there if something is happening, you know, like taking their kids when they need to go to the dentist or whatever it is. And if you can have a reciprocal relationship like that, Sometimes even just your conversation, like I have a couple of girls that we try to do swaps with every, so we were doing it really regularly during the fall. And then it's funny because all three of us haven't needed the swap as much this winter term, but it was really great because when we would do the drop-off pickup, that's when we would kind of have a chance to kind of catch up on what each other had going on. And that's when I could know, oh, she's going through this because she needs me to watch her kid while she's going to have her kidney stones looked at or something, you know, like, you know, a little bit more about what's going on just because you're offering to help in those different situations, you know, and it's an easy follow-up if you're watching your friend's kids when she's going to that kind of a checkup to then text later on. Maybe she doesn't want to talk about it and drop off her pickup, but text them later and just say, Hey, I just wanted to check on you. Are you still in bed this week? What's going on? I think that those little tiny text follow-ups and things can really make a huge difference. I agree. I agree completely. Um, Which is also, if you're worried about forgetting to follow up, just put a reminder in your phone and there's no shame in that. We're all moms. We're all forgetful. And it doesn't mean that your intentions are not sincere. It just means that you wanted to not forget to follow up and to reach out. Right. It's not like you're just putting them on a list. It's because you truly want to be a good friend and want to be there. I love that. Okay. So another one I wanted to talk about just a little bit is gossip and husband bashing when you get together with your friends, because I think gossiping and the husband bashing kind of does this really quick temporary connection, but it really isn't a deep long wonderful reason to be friends with somebody like it's just not a healthy way to grow a relationship so did you have any thoughts on that um I loved that you put that talking point on there because I do I find myself falling into this pitfall as well um I think sometimes we're so desperate for friendships um at least I know I have been in that place pretty recently with moving and stuff um that you're just looking for anything that can connect you to someone. And I think um, I have definitely had times in my life where I have left a conversation and just felt ugly 
about mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. either I contributed to the conversation or what I allowed to continue in the conversation. And I, I am not perfect at this, but what I will say is I have left conversations before and have felt so awful about it that I have called that person and I have said, I haven't put the blame on, on anyone besides myself, but I have said, I am so sorry that I contributed those thoughts. Um, that was really unchristlike of me. That was a really ugly side of me. And I am making a promise to this friendship to not let that happen again. Um, and then that kind of makes you both accountable to not letting those like ugly gossipy feelings come up. However, you will have friends that will call you because their feelings have been hurt by someone else Mm -hmm. or, um, by their husband. And, um, when it comes to like husband stuff, I try really hard to just listen and, um, to just offer my support. Um, if they ask me, you know, what would you do? Then I'll maybe offer advice, but usually they're just really trying to get something off of their chest. They're not wanting to like actually like banter or gossip about their husbands. Um, I am again, not perfect on this, <laughs> but I will try really hard to remind myself like this isn't a husband bashing session. This is just a friend that needs to get something off of their mm-hmm. chest, mm-hmm. or this isn't a gossiping session. This is just a friend that needs to get something off of their chest. But I'm also not above apologizing for something that I said or shouldn't have said, or you know, like, and and then it just kind of keeps you both accountable to knowing that that was probably something that that should have not been said. I don't know. I am so glad you said that. No, this is one reason I love you, Emily, (laughs) for bonding over this, because I have totally done that before where I've left a conversation and I've just said something, you know, maybe just snarky or something that just didn't have any need to be said about somebody else. And I've like texted the other moms that I'm with and I'm like, please forgive me. I probably made you feel uncomfortable with those things that I said. I should not have let that out. I should have kept that to myself and just let that go. And because I hate that dark, ugly feeling, I just don't want to be that person that is just being critical of other people. And, you know, I just, especially my husband, I always want to try to say the best things about him because I would want him to say the best things about me. If he was talking with, like, I would hate it if he was at his work with his coworkers telling his coworkers all the things that I did that he didn't like, you know? So why would I be doing that at the park with my friends? You know, I mean, and I know there are, like you were saying, there are situations where people need to talk about it. You know, there's something that is happening that they really need someone to rely on. And if they don't tell you that you have no idea that they're in that kind of a situation, that is really, you know, you need to have a place for that for sure. But I think that there's, that's different rather than just gossiping. And can you believe she did this type of a thing? You know, it's definitely been one of my new year's resolutions because um, it is not necessarily gossiping, but I guess maybe it is gossiping. I, I have allowed some hurt feelings from someone in my life to make it that that's all I ever want to say about them, you know, is, is how much they hurt me and how much they've upset me. And I'm, I'm like, I can't, it's not that I shouldn't talk about that with other people, but would I want that person to be talking about me that way? No. So I, it's definitely been a new year's resolution to, 
to just not go there and and to to pray for the patience and and forgiveness and you know everything that I can't I can't do that if I'm hanging on to those hurt feelings so well and I love how you say praying for the patients because I have definitely prayed for friendships too when I have first moved somewhere I have said those prayers heavenly father I need a friend I am so lonely please help me make a connection with somebody here, you know, or help me on the other side. Sometimes I've been like, I need to serve someone. I'm in a place where I need to go out and stop thinking about myself and serve someone. Please point me in the direction of someone I can help today. And it just changes your life when you do things like that. I think people come into your life that you don't expect and just those doors open somehow. I was just going to say that too. When we, when we pray for friendships, a lot of times the answer is to go and help someone or to go and serve someone. Um, and so what I've changed my prayer to is not so much help me to find a friend, but help me to know where I'm needed today. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes that friend is, you know, an elderly woman in, mm -hmm. in your neighborhood or in your church. Um, or sometimes it's a new mom, you know, someone who's significantly younger than you and, you just, you wouldn't necessarily peg them as who you would become a true friend with. And if we listen to our, the answers to our prayers, a lot of times they come in really different ways than, mm -hmm. than we expected. And I think it's really nice sometimes if it's an appropriate situation to let them know that they were an answer to your prayer. Thank you for mm -hmm. letting me serve you in this way. I needed that fill up today. Or thank you for saying that thing that you said, because that's exactly what I needed to hear today. You know. Yeah. I like to do that sometimes after hanging out with my friends, just sending out a text and thank you for getting together with me today. I just really enjoy you. I love being friends with you. And I feel like that makes them feel good about them and lets them know where I stand that I really do enjoy their friendship. And then maybe that they feel more comfortable inviting me out another time. Absolutely. That actually the follow-up after a hangout is something that I wrote down because I feel like if you go back to when you were dating in college or first dating your spouse, um, if they would like text you or something right after the date and say how much they enjoyed spending time with you, it really made you feel so good. And so I do try to do that. If I hang out with a friend or something, I'll try to send a little text just sometime throughout the day and just say, Hey, thank you for that walk this morning. I really enjoyed, you know, our conversation and, and then it just kind of makes them feel like you valued that they spent an hour of their day with you. Mm -hmm. So I do want to mention um, in today's day of technology, it does make it easier to keep in touch with our friends that move away mm -hmm. and when we move away. And some of my dearest friends are ones that don't live here in Texas with me right now, um, but we're able to still talk um, weekly or daily if we want to. We use Marco Polo, mm -hmm. which is a, actually a really great way to strengthen a friendship because you have to listen all the way through to what they've said before you can respond to what they've said. So, so can I tell you, I've actually taken notes on a friend's Marco Polo yes, before because yes. some of them get really long and I'm like, wait, I got, I want to respond to that, but I know I'm going to forget yes. what I'm by the end. And I don't want them to think that I wasn't caring about the beginning of things that they said, but yes. you know, I just, by but the it, end, you just remember the last thing that they said. Yes. <laughs> and it's so true. Like 
I think as women, we really struggle with truly listening and not just formulating our response. Um, but Marco Polo is actually a really good way to get over that because you have to listen to the entire polo before you can respond to what they've said. So we love, my friends and I that live far away from each other, we love Marco Polo. We love FaceTime. We love, you know, texting is just super easy way. Um, I love to send bright boxes on birthdays or special occasions or times that I know they're struggling with something. My friend in Baton Rouge is the master at sending care packages and she knows that I get really homesick during Mardi Gras for Louisiana and she'll <laughs> send me like a Mardi Gras care package with king cake and all this stuff to make me like not miss Mardi Gras so much. And I think, um, I think one of the things I've learned the most since this most recent move was instead of trying to replace my good friends from each place that I've lived, I need to embrace that I have, I might have best friends that don't live here. Um, and so instead of trying to like replace those friendships in my life, I can embrace that I have my, you know, I have my Baton Rouge friends and I have my Idaho friends, but I also am going to have my Texas friends. And how wonderful and blessed someone is to have friends in so many different places. Mm -hmm. Like, and you can cultivate and strengthen relationships in lots of different ways in lots of different places. I think that's the best attitude in going into moving to a new place too, is that you can, it's, you're just adding to your friend garden. You're just planting more flowers, right? You don't need to just stick with that same, same rose bush your whole life, right? Branch out a little bit. I love that so much. So all this is making me think of something that I was going to do, but I haven't. So I'm going to challenge myself to do it and I'll challenge you and our audience if you want to do it too. But I recently found um, one of my old roommates from college that I hadn't been able to find for 20 years. We have like, she hadn't been on social media and then she'd had a handle that I wouldn't have been able to find, you know, one of those things, but she somehow found me through a cousin of hers. And, um, so we've been meeting to get together and do a virtual meetup because the, the group of us that got together in college live all across the United States now, Hawaii and California and Texas and all over, like Arizona, everywhere. So I want to do like a Zoom meeting meetup with my college buddies. Wouldn't that be so fun to like arrange something like that? Because I know we're not going to be able to get together in person anytime soon. As much as I want to get them and I'll run off to Hawaii. And I think there's definitely something to be said about reunioning with your friends if you can. Yes. But um, so that's my challenge. I'm going to make to myself, I'm going to set up that meeting and even maybe I'll try to do that with some other friends too, but I want to start there. And so I would challenge you and maybe some of our audience members to find some friends that you haven't got together with, whether they live by you or they live far away, polo them, get together on a Zoom meeting, Skype, whatever you use to connect with people and just do it sometime this week as we're coming into love week here with Valentine. I love that idea. I love that idea. So, okay. Is there anything else in your heart you wanted to share? Anything you can think of that I missed? No, I think, um, I would just say neither of us are friend experts, <laughs> but, um, if anything, I would just hope that if, if, 
we can do it, then the audience can do it. Yes, anyone can be a friend. (laughs) Yes, yes, and we all need each other. We all need each other so much. So, well, Emily, this has just been so awesome, and I love that our little virtual relationship can just keep growing through things like this. Like I just feel even more connected with you just talking about this on our podcast, you know? So I think that it just, these little seeds can be planted and if anything else, you've got to give it time. Don't try to rush a friendship. That's when you try to go too fast, it just doesn't work out. So just give, give, have patience and let it just grow. And that'd be my last little bit there. (laughs) thank you for having me on again it was so nice to talk to you thanks Emily I hope this podcast gave you some new ideas of what you can do to deepen your friendships and even be grateful for maybe some relationships that you have that you haven't thought about for a while so I hope you'll also go follow Emily Schofield she is just fantastic at the Backyard Adventurers I am looking forward to giving her a call actually sometime this week because I want to know all about a couple of places that she's been too and that she really loves so she's just the best when it comes to any kind of travel tips and she's been all over texas especially and she has really great resources all over the country so have a really happy day love it love it love it so much if you would give us a rating review and subscribe if you're listening through apple Podcasts, so we know how you're enjoying the podcast and share with your friends this topic is all about friends and let them know that you love them so much and you're grateful that they're your friend 